so just those soft skills of how they're going to show up and represent our culture. So it really boils down to ensuring they're the right cultural fit, maybe even determining what your culture is, what you want your culture to be as an organization. Um, Then from that particular job, what is the job description that you need in order to make your organization better? Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we are T and LZ. We've known each other since 2005 and have worked together for a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running. LZ and I have learned a lot along the way, and we have made some great friends. For One Next Step, we're inviting them on the podcast to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. As leaders, we surprisingly struggle to pick the right people for our teams, which leaves us disappointed, frustrated, and asking if we'll ever get the help we need to grow our organization. Today, we're going to discuss the issue and share a few tips ideas on how you can more effectively identify who's right and who's wrong for your organization. are so excited to have a special guest with us today, Brooke Cecil. She is the Director of Client Relations for Belay. And Brooke and her team of almost 30 people oversee, match, and coordinate efforts for hiring for all of our clients. So Brooke is the guru of all things finding great talent for our clients, and she is going to bring a plethora of great knowledge in this conversation today as we talk about how to know when you are hiring the right person for your team. Welcome, Brooke. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, Brooke, I was super excited when I saw that you were on the agenda today because not only are you a rock star, you've been with Belay a long, long time, but you manage one of the largest departments in Belay, and those people manage, I mean, a tremendous amount of leaders and people under them. So if there's anybody out there who knows how to hire and manage people, I'm pretty sure it's you. I don't think there's anybody else who could do it better than you could. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. But we do manage a lot of people. And with that are a lot of personalities and a lot of needs. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, so my question is, we get this all the time from our clients. I also know that a lot of business leaders just come to us like networking and always want to know this question. How do they end up picking the wrong people? I feel like we hear about people who pick the wrong individuals more often than we do about people picking the right people. So how do we know how to pick the right people and what not to do? Yeah, and you're right. A lot of people look for the wrong things. I know many times when we are receiving clients here at Belay, a lot of times we see people saying, I've tried such and such, or I've outsourced here, or I've hired here, and it just, it's not working. And the biggest thing that we have found is that most of it has to do with people looking for hard skills. So whether it's a background or a particular skill set, that's where the miss is. Because what we have found, and it is what we call here, Belay, our secret sauce, 
my goodness. Are you going to actually give away like the recipe? (laughs) So a few ingredients that we feel like set us up for success here at Belay, um, what we have found to be helpful is looking with the organization's culture to ensure that this particular contract in our arena um, is the right fit for the team, but also the soft skills. Um, That seems to be a big piece that our clients miss day in and day out. And we see that also a lot out in just the business world in general. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you want to like the person, right? That you're working with. So Mm -hmm. they should be personable, right? And be able to hold a good conversation and and really get even behind your your mission and maybe your Mm -hmm. why. Yeah. And it's it's like they say, you can teach a hard skill all day long. People can train themselves on hard skills. You can learn how to use a software. You can learn how to mm-hmm. use an application or a tool. You can't teach people culture and you can't teach them or uh, character traits or how people show up is how people show up. Absolutely. And one thing um, that as a millennial, I will say, dare I say, claim that I'm a millennial. Um, Are you throwing out age here? I don't know that I like this. It's no baby boomers on here. That I know. <laughs> but one thing I will say too is that you often hear that people that are within the millennial age range, they want their role to matter. Um, And they want it to be something far beyond just a nine to five job, which we saw, you know, many, many years ago, people just kind of going and punching a clock. They want what their work, they want their work to matter Mm. and give a purpose and have meaning in it. I love that. I love that. So that kind of leads to the next question. And how do we do that? Right. What are some key steps to improve the likelihood that as a hiring manager or business owner, what are some of the things you can do? to ensure that the likelihood of hiring a great fit works. So I'd love to I'd love for you to share maybe some of the the steps and tricks you kind of walk through to make those great hires. Really, I think the first thing is figuring out what exactly you need. Not just say, okay, well we're an organization, so we need an admin, we need a financial person, we need all this. What do you really need? Like what are your biggest pain points in your organization? that can help you do what you do best. So this person can focus on maybe what they do best and you're not so great at. So really discovering a plan of what that description, a job description, a KRA, whatever you might call it, what that really needs to be, those true needs. Um, And then just building out also just a timeline of when you anticipate that from a financial perspective, you can even bring somebody on and trying to figure that out as well, I think are two initial steps that are essential. Yeah. So you've done all those things and you've got maybe a short list of people that you want to interview. What are some key takeaways that you could give our listeners today on how to interview? Because that is not one of the things that's pretty clear in business school, right? I mean, they don't hand you a manual when you decide you want to, you know, start a business and go, here's how you interview people. So what are some key takeaways you could give our listeners today? Yeah. Well, I think intentionality in your interviews. So for example, here at Belay, we have quite a long process that we have for our corporate team members, and they meet several different people throughout the process, both from HR to potentially even their peers, and even doing an in-person interview to see how they show up with people outside of the business, You know, whether that's how they're interacting with a waitress, whatever it might be. 
But from a one-on-one interview, we always love to see body language. How are they showing up? How are they engaged? Another thing that I always love to know is that they've done their homework on our organization. You know, Do they know that what our mission statement, maybe not exactly to the T of what it is, but what what is the mission of our organization and the values that we have as a business? Mm-hmm. And then just how they um, are interacting, maybe the intentionality of being prepared with questions and not just, no, I don't have any questions. I think you've answered everything. To me, that's always a, do you want the job or? <laughs> right. Are they passionate? Do they seem right. like really driven to, do they desire yeah. the job or are they yeah. going to be a? Clock puncher. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I, it's always one of those things when they're not conversational either, right? Mm-hmm. We've all been on those interviews that are just like fall completely flat. Like you're yeah. really leaning in, like hoping, like, oh, I've allotted 30 minutes and maybe it'll right. go a little bit longer. And like 15 minutes in, you're like, oh, are we done yet? You know? right. <laughs> what is the appropriate time that I can cut this off? <laughs> right. Well, so that leads me to a great impromptu question Do you have any favorite interview questions? Do you have any, you know, questions that you ask to tee up and get started on a great interview to kind of really, you know, dig to find the answers you're looking for? A lot of times I like to ask what a team member is passionate about and how they see that fitting into the role that we have here at Belay. So for example, within my department of client relations, um, I often deem it as the counselor. You know, I always tell people they have to have a couch in their office because you're going to be coaching clients and contractors day in, day out and helping them along. But I I want to ensure that they are truly people, people, Mm -hmm. um, and that they have a passion to serve and to help others. Because if they are just a either a numbers driven person or, you know, whatever it might be, if they aren't a people person, then in my particular realm, the role won't work for them. It's like fitting a square peg in a round hole. You might have a person Mm -hmm. that wants to take on a certain role and think they would like to try it. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, do they have the internal motivation and the internal character to really thrive in the role. So if you're an introvert who's shy and doesn't enjoy conflict, putting them in a client-facing role where you're doing lots of coaching and having a lot of hard conversation, it would wear on them pretty hard pretty quick. Yes. Yes. So some individuals, when they're looking to hire kind of lean on some personality tests. Uh, And I know at Belay, we've done a couple. I think right now we're using the Colby A. You know, what are some great personality tests that you've maybe seen Belay use over the last few years or just some that are your personal favorites? That's a great question. I think for us, the one that seems to be a common baseline that we see a lot of our clients use is DISC. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. been around forever. Um, But it really gives a good gauge. And we have even seen how, I mean, even Enneagram, how it kind of falls into kind of lap over some of those assessments. But that seems to be really the most common one that we've Mm -hmm. seen within our clients. You know, but one thing that we consistently say from our perspective, because a lot of times we'll have clients and they'll say, I have to have somebody that is a high D and this, this and this when in reality, it might be they would butt heads because maybe they're a high D and it just <laughs> it would not work out well, you know. So just 
ensuring that we are using those appropriately and really assessing it and assessing what you work well with and what complements you versus what will potentially be a breaker, a deal breaker Mm -hmm. for you as well. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like it's a tool in your tool belt, but it's not like the hard and fast rule. It's just more information to help you make that decision. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So I know we we talk all the time about going back to planning the hire. And as we mm-hmm. wrap up and think about if you could give advice on what's someone's one next step when it comes to hiring the right person, what would you say that next step is today? I would say developing that job description and making sure whatever, you know, at the at the top of that, especially like even within Belay, we have all the things that we need them to do day to day in terms of those hard skills that we kind of talked about earlier. But above that and within our job description, it's also just those soft skills of how they're going to show up and represent our culture. So it really boils down to ensuring they're the right cultural fit maybe even determining what your culture is, what you want your culture to be as an organization. Um, yeah. But then from that, per, you know, that particular job, what is the job description that you need in order to make your organization better? I love that. That's such a great takeaway. Perfect. So the takeaway is if you're looking to hire the next right person, the first step is make sure you have the right job description. You're looking for the right person because we've seen so many times where people think they needed one thing and it turns out they needed something else. So get clear on who it is you need. Well, they don't call this the most practical business <laughs> podcast in the world for no reason, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Brooke, thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for sharing such great tips and advice. We hope that this has served the listeners well and they can walk away with a good action item. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks, Wasn't Brooke just absolutely fantastic? I love her energy. I'm still always amazed at all of the people that she manages. And she does it so gracefully, right? Like we kind of joke around that she's a little bit of like the velvet hammer. That's her secret code name at Belay, the velvet hammer. I know. (laughs) She's just so great. All grace, all grit, all the time. She just leads such a big part of Belay. Um, Her team just absolutely loves her. She just cares so much about them and she's got passion and drive. And um, I hope that that came across to our listeners today. I hope they really felt that. Um, For me, one of my takeaways was um, when we were specifically talking about those questions, like what do you ask somebody during the interview process? And I like how she really focused on the fact that if she says, hey, do you have any questions for me as the interviewer? If the person says, nah, I'm good. I think I know everything. Like, that's so great, right? It really shows, did that person do their homework? Do they feel like they're just a shoe-in and they don't even have to come prepared? Just felt like that was really, really cool. Right, or they lack passion, right? They're not, you know, they're not so interested in the job. They're not showing that interest. I also like how she mentioned the part about knowing about the organization, being prepared, that someone coming to the interview, and if they don't know anything about the organization or the company, they have not done their homework, 
that's a no-no. It, it kind of shows a lack of interest. I think the people that come prepared with questions, knowledgeable about the companies, whether it's, you know, not specifically, like she said, mission or vision or so important to really feel like somebody is vibing off your organization and really wants to be there. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to the whole culture conversation we were talking about, right? I mean, you want someone to actually enjoy being a part of your team and be a good culture fit. Like you should like your team members. Yeah. We like to say people drink the Kool-Aid around here. So we can tell when somebody comes here with passion, we say, oh, they're drinking the Belay Kool-Aid around here. And we have disagreements on what color the (laughs) Kool-Aid should be because I believe the Kool-Aid needs to be blue or green because those are our brand colors. Colors. Yes. And you think what? Yell you said red Kool-Aid because you like the cherry. Red. Yeah. Like the cherry <laughs> I get where you're coming from. Then I said then it just has to be like maybe colored that, but the flavor should be like a cherry. <laughs> I think there's a whole thing on the internet. Like, what's your favorite? Kool-Aid flavor. I I think it gets a little heated sometimes. (laughs) We're going to go with Belay-flavored Kool-Aid. No, but seriously, you want somebody kind of really drinking your organizational Kool-Aid, somebody that's going to come with passion. And those are just a couple key indicators that she brought up that I thought were great points about not showing interest in the interview and that kind of being a, you know, a good nod to a no for our candidate. Yeah. Well, one of the things we actually say here too is you want to be slow to hire and quick to fire. Now, I I know that's not just proprietary to belay. A lot of folks say that, but it is good to remember, right? So take your time and a lot of intentionality before bringing people onto your team. It's the most important decision you're going to make. Yeah, we take a very long time. We take almost eight yes. weeks to hire individuals yes. here at Belay. Yeah, I think it's funny. Um, quite a few years ago, we hired someone for our marketing team, and they said that when they finally got hired, they compared it to um, getting the golden ticket from Willy yes. Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> or like American Idol. You know, you got the yes. pass to go to Hollywood. Yes. You want your I'm hires to, to feel like they are going to Hollywood. So bring in the passion. Yes. I also love the part she talked about, you know, some of her favorite interview questions. So in the show notes, we're going to kind of give you guys some of our favorite interview questions. But I love her recommendations on, you know, some of those things that she's also asking that are so important to kind of filter out Mm -hmm. things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so we would love to give that secret sauce to you. We'll give you some of our favorite interview questions out there as well. Yeah. And we're also going to give our listeners today, a template on a job description. Um, A lot of folks don't even know where to start. Sometimes it gets way, way, way too long, or it's just too succinct and there's not enough meat there. So I would love for us to put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what she originally was speaking about, kind of at the top of the conversation about really Mm -hmm. having clarity. What is the role? What is the skill set? Hard skills, soft skills, Um, And building that into the job description and being so clear, because we've seen so many times where people think they want one thing, they hire somebody for that, and then it turns out it was the wrong hire. 
Yeah. And the cool thing about creating a template is as you add more people to your team, you have that efficiency already built in. So, you know, like you might have a summary at the top that explains really how your organization wins, maybe what your vision is and what your why. Um, And then also a kind of a closing paragraph. And then that just kind of gives you the middle um, as a guide on to fill in on what specific role you're looking to fill. Yes, I agree. And we have like this unspoken, silly little rule that we try and keep our job descriptions to one page. Yes. <laughs> we try, we spend way too much time trying to yeah. net it out to fit on one page yes. and capture all of the things. Because at the end of the day, you don't want it to be overwhelming. It's not supposed to be a list of oh. things people are going to do in their day to day, but more like highlighted responsibilities. So looking forward to kind of sharing that template with you guys. Hopefully it will help guide you in setting up to really make your next hires in a great planned way. That's right. So that is the one next step, right? Go to the show notes, take a look at um, some great interview questions, and then create that job description. And I hope that helps you guys just um, feel a little sense of relief. Hiring is usually not most leaders' forte. Um, A lot of people work with us because they don't want to go through the hiring process. So hopefully this takes a little bit of the burden off you, sets you up to make it easier, and that you can take that one next step and do it in a way that's stress-free and frictionless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you've enjoyed what you're hearing from us. And now, well, we want to hear from you. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.